Hello, hello, JJ here. Hope you're having a great day. As you know, I love to bring forward so many of the energy practitioners I work with, and I'm so honored today to have Renee Kreinbrink. She is somebody that I've known for quite some time, but we just did a live session recently, and I have to say it was so powerful. It was so powerful. Her gifts are so strong, and I love her story of how she's leaned into them over the last few decades. So, Renee, thank you for joining us. Thank you. It's so wonderful to be here. I feel very excited and just really joyful in this space. Oh, it's so great. So I want to jump right into what is intuitive power? Well, I think you could ask 10 people and get 10 different answers. I'll answer it for myself. I feel that it is when I have full trust in what I'm receiving and and the knowing of what is Renee and what is coming through as someone else. So there's my own intuitive power for myself and learning to trust that. And then there is the intuitive messages that come through and knowing that's not mine, that is for them and letting it come through clearly. I love your process. I love your process. I love how you set up your clients, set up your friends, and you create a safe space to really clear out energy that's no longer serving them through you. And you take notes and then you share the notes with the clients of what is coming through. And I, it's so powerful. There's only one other energy practitioner that I've worked with is, that has done that before. And I have to say that it was really great to read them a day after, two days after. And even I looked at them today before we got started. So before we jump into like your whole story, when did you start taking notes of the messages that came in through you for the people that you were helping on their journey? I started with just, you know, I'm going to do Reiki for fun. And it, it was literally like a radio station turned on the minute I tapped in and there's like four stations playing. Sometimes it's only one, but it's like four stations at the same time. And I was like, okay, but they said that what they would like out of this is whatever their intention was. So I try to hone in on the right station and then I'm like, I got to write this down. It's usually coming in so fast and furious that I will, I will never remember it all. And I don't want to miss any of it because I feel like even these little pieces can be the most beautiful gems. Mm. And you do such a good job. I mean, your notes are beautiful and they're just so wonderful. So I love that you're a channel. You've created yourself to be a channel, which we are all channels, but sometimes it's hard to tap into that. So when did it first come through to you that you had this opportunity? Was it the Reiki class? Did you know before? I come from a very conservative, traditional background. And so I didn't really recognize a lot of what I was receiving as intuitive hits or, you know, intuitive. I just thought, oh, look at this. I've got a really great idea. Or, you know, I just didn't give much life to it. And then once I did my Reiki training, it just went to a whole new level, which can happen as, you know, it frequently happens. Your gifts will be unlocked or, you know, kind of sharpen. And I was like, 
that's what's been going on here. You're kidding. Like, this is so magical. And it's the missing piece is what it felt like. It felt like I came home to a part of myself and I just could not put it back in the bottle. Just couldn't do it. So it's not surprising that you say you came from like a very strict household or religious household. I think that's so common for so many energy workers, light workers, practitioners, healers. And I sort of have a theory that we choose to do that sometimes because we, what have, what has happened in past lives. And so we figure if we come into this lockdown family, we're sure not to use our gifts. Yeah. And what's funny is my family, my, my nuclear family was not religious at all, but Mm -hmm. I went seeking it out because I was like, I need some structure and rules. I need, and so I took it on, which almost was more difficult to let go of some of that because I, I was like, but this is who I claim to be on my own for so long. And then I, one day I was like, who cares? People change. I'm changing. I'm transforming. And if I give myself permission to transform, I'm going to show other people it's okay to do that too. So I just had to let that go. Oh, that's so interesting. So you pursued it. You grew up pursuing that. And then when you realized it wasn't no longer serving you, then you had to figure out how to like unwind it from your identity. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And did that take a while? (laughs) Yes. Because I wanted to tell everybody, I was like, I want to help everybody. This is, this is wonderful. And I could not that I know more about people than they know about themselves, but I was like, I can see what, if you just did this thing, or if you just made this little move, you know, you would be right on the right track. And I came in fast and furious. I did not, I had to learn the hard way how to pump the brakes and kind of step back make it as known as I could what I was doing and let the right people come to me because I was just so excited with, you know, grabbing onto this and wanting to pursue it that I think I probably was like, people were like, get out of here. I don't want to, you know, I'm not ready. I I don't, what are you saying? So it was a process for sure. Probably about a three year, three year process. Mm, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. So let's talk about your work. And then I'd like to talk about how people can get into their intuitive power. So tell us, what is it that you do? Oh, JJ, that's the, that's the question of the day always. So it's very much like I described, I have two hats. They're all the same, but two hats that I wear. One is I'm a breathwork facilitator and I work with trauma and recovery and anyone, and I infuse my intuitive knowings into the breath work. So I do that in person here locally. Um, and I can also do it online, but the other, that's a hat. And then I've got my online clients that come from all over. And that is, those are my Reiki intuitive. Reiki is what gets them in the door usually, but it's, It's Reiki and then some, because like I said, I will um, spend a few moments talking to you, finding out what brings you here. Like, what is it that you want out of today? And I can hear anything from, you know, I have physical pain that is chronic. I cannot get rid of it. I've tried everything. 
what can you, you know, just tell me if you can see anything. And the, those are pretty, pretty wonderful and wild. I have um, people who are stuck. They feel stuck in a relationship or something within themselves. So I'm able to, I'll get to that in a second. And then I have people who are just seekers like you, JJ, who are like, what is it? Tell Whatever I need to know, just tell me. So I just tap in. And like I said, it's really just a matter of finding peace within myself, going into that meditative state and connecting. And I will do while I am channeling the Reiki and looking for blockages and attachments and cords and all the things I'm also receiving um, beautiful information. Usually Um, it can be very practical information. I'm sometimes surprised by the practical, but like beautiful things that come through. And um, other times it's, I I don't claim to be a medium, but sometimes what needs to come through is a loved one will show up to say, I'm here and I see you. I'm support, you know, I'm supporting you. So, and it's, it's a little bit of everything. And sometimes I, I am so grateful for the open-minded souls that come my way because then we can even get into you know, are you familiar with the term starseed? Because it can really go in so many directions, but that's what I love about it. It can make it hard to predict, but it's what you need in that moment. Well, I loved it. I felt like it great. It brought me such great clarity of what I need to be focusing on. After every 12 years, Saturn shifts. And for a lot of us, that really is around kind of your work. And I feel like I'm entering my new 12 years of work. And I have a lot of things that are pulling me. And so having this time with you has been very instrumental because it has given me some clarity on what to be doing at a really big scale, but it is also like you have said, given me practical steps to what to focus on, what to do, and even things to do in nature. Like one of the things I've done this weekend based on your advice is like, just touching a tree, standing and grounding with a tree, which I think from my neighbor's perspective, they may think is so crazy, but to me, I could completely feel the energy of the tree. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's though, it really, that's what I love about the work is I try to get some tangible, some sort of step that I can offer up to empower my clients because yes, the information is empowering but also to feel like I've got a plan. And sometimes it's very detailed and sometimes it's a little more general, but it's always very doable. And that's what I love about the That's what I love about the work also. That's great. So let's dive back into intuitiveness because I feel like it's so foreign to people. We're so taught to be outside our bodies, like watch, ego, do. So when you think of intuitiveness, if someone's saying unleash your intuitiveness, how do people even go about starting that process? What I believe is the first thing you have to do is really become familiar with your own energy. And I, I think that can be really difficult for a lot of women because we're doing, 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 um, you know, 
always looking to see where there's a need. And I feel that I wish I would have known earlier. I wish it's something that I would have cultivated at a much younger age is to take that time to go within, even if it's only 10 minutes a day, sitting with your own energy, because that's the key for me anyways, especially as being someone who is empathic. And I, I do take on like so many of us do, I'll take on things that don't belong to me. And it's knowing what you're carrying, especially if you are very empathic, it's not for you. And the more you learn to tap into your own energy, the more you can see that and let that go. So that's number one. And number two is it's a muscle. So following those promptings, when you start to feel what your intuitive hits feel like, um, for me, it's just a knowing it's up here. It's I know it and I have to I have to just do it or it's gone. For some people, it's in the gut, right? It's a physical. So it's different for everyone. But once you know what it feels like when you're getting those promptings, follow it. And the next time it comes through, you're going to be more inclined to follow it again because a message I gave a friend in a session recently was, is you may not always be led, you may not always be led to your desired destination, but you will always be led to growth and a higher path. So as long as you're listening to that you're never going to be led astray. It may not go exactly the way you wanted it to, but if you just keep going, it's the best path. It's the most joyful, peace-filled path as far as I'm concerned. As listeners may not know, I mean, you didn't just get out of school and start doing this, right? You were an RN first. And did you feel like you tapped into those intuitive knowing being an RN? Yes and no. If you don't mind, I'll go back just a little bit before I was an RN. I went to massage therapy school in Birmingham, Alabama as a 21-year-old with, you know, all that world, not worldly knowledge. And I was introduced to Reiki and energy work then. And I felt it. I felt it. But I was closed off. And I shut it down. Then went on to nursing school. And they started talking about energy work. And Reiki healing in burn units and hospitals. And I was like, something woke up again. And I just put that off to the side. And then once I went to work, I worked in cardiology. I worked with psych patients. And I worked in the jail. And I found that what I was able to give because of following my intuition was that thing that's missing from medicine right now. And the reason why I didn't feel it was a long-term fit for me is the, the heart, the heart and that soul connection and being able to be there. And I look back and I was so grateful that I had had my massage therapy training when I became a nurse, because in those moments when I had just a few moments of, I'm in Florida, so had a lot of elderly patients you know, and just even doing a little bit of hands on, it brought some of these people to life massage of just, Oh, you know, you need some lotion. Let me do that. Or just placing a hand on someone while you're talking to them. I really saw how just the act of physical touch could bring someone to life. So that was all building on each other all the time. I love the fact that it's come to you so many times. And, you know, until you're ready, you're not ready. 
And that's okay. So I love the fact that it's circled around you many different times, many different ways until it made sense for you. And I do think we see glimpses of our life's work throughout our lives. Feel like the kid who got the never ending box at Christmas or have you ever seen where people have the big thing and they unwrap the layer and there's a present and that's what it feels like. So I'm enjoying every second of it. Hmm. To me, that represents like you're really in your life's work. And I love how you've had so many different seasons and chapters to get here. So you have a neat gift. I think we talked about a little bit is, uh, you know, there's a lot of people in the world that are caring for others, others that may or may not have a voice to speak their truth or even speak their pain. So tell us a little bit about the specialty work that you do. Oh, yeah, that's something that I've just started tapping into and doing recently. I had some of it's been really beautiful and some of it has been beautiful, but difficult. It started with a family member who was incapacitated in the hospital. And I thought, you know, I always ask for permission before I enter into anyone's energetic field or meet with them energetically, but I don't think they would mind. And so the first person I communicated with was a male family member who told me he was not coming back. And so that was like, oh my goodness. I was like, okay, I think I can do that. We had another incidence where someone was intubated that we knew. And I said, I'm going to try this again. She showed me that she had a choice whether or not she was going. I could clearly see what her choices were if she wanted to come back. And her decision was not to come back because she was in so much pain. But I then took that and I thought, wait a minute, what if I have, I have multiple friends who have parents with dementia, who they're not able to communicate with. And it's very painful because they're alive and they're seeing them physically, but that connection, they're not sure if the connection is there. So I started to do that. And oh my goodness, I I was able to give answers to questions. A lot of, to me, the most beautiful thing about it is I think when you're caring for someone who isn't able to verbalize their needs, there can be so much guilt and second guessing. And if I can take that weight off of someone's shoulders, even short amount of time, then I feel like I've done it because caregiver burnout is a real thing. And it's multifaceted issue, but that's something that I have started doing recently and I love it. I absolutely love it. It's a beautiful space. And, you know, I think caregivers, I know tons of caregivers, I'm sure you do. Anyone listening does is giving them somebody that can kind of tap into what's happening below the layer, especially if who they're caring for doesn't have a voice to share. So that's amazing. And I even think people who do have a voice to share, you know, sometimes they're not really honest. So that's awesome too. Yeah. So I love your work. I love the things that you're doing. I love the fact that you not only have stepped into what is calling you, but now you're teaching people how to be intuitive in the sense of giving them just small tips to really feel their energy, lean into their energy, understand what's coming to them to be the channel but you're also being a channel for so many who really are just like, I need your help. I need to know what to do or where to go or why is this happening? 
And I think that Renee, your work is so beautiful on so many levels. And I love that you really have leaned into it in this way. So any last minute tips that you have for people that are really trying to tap into their intuition at this point in time? I would just go back to that first little bit of information that I gave. Spend time with yourself. We don't give ourselves permission to do that enough. Even if it's 10 minutes a day, staying in your own energy, spending some time just breathing. doesn't even have to be a special breathing pattern. One of the very simple things I do is just use your exhale to release anything you're carrying that doesn't belong to you. You don't even have to know what it is. Just set that intention. Use your inhale to bring in fresh energy. If I could get the message out, it would be stop giving your power away. You can do so many more things than you ever would believe if you would just stop looking outside of yourself for the guidance. Stop looking outside of yourself for, is this the right move? Once you learn to tap in, I don't know, nothing nothing can stop you. That is beautiful. And all your links are below so you can check out how to reach Renee. But what are some of the services you're offering right now for people that are visiting your website? My Reiki and intuitive healing sessions. And those are usually around 90 minutes because I could not dare do this without going over those notes. That's like, they're love doing that. Um, And introspective breath work, which a lot of people have seen breath work online and it's very dynamic and it's big. And the breath work that I facilitate personally is very gentle, very powerful. And it's also Reiki infused. And I'm now providing the sessions for loved ones who are nonverbal to see if I can help bridge the gap so that they can just have a, so the caregivers can have some weight removed from their shoulders and that the person who is nonverbal has just a better quality of life, a better living experience. Yes. I'm sure other things come to you too. Like you said, you're unwrapping the present all the time. So different things are coming to you. So if you're interested in meeting Renee, you can find her inside our community together. We seek, you can also visit her links below to sign up for a visit with her virtually or in person. And I just want to say, I'm so honored that you're in my network and I just love your journey and so gracious that you would come here and share it with us. Thank you, JJ. I am so blessed to be here and you are such a ray of light. So thank you. Thank you. And that's a wrap. See you again here and over at togetherweseek.online where you can join live discussions with energy practitioners, healers, and spiritual leaders. See you there. Thank you.